This is Knesset Corner with Rabbi Dov Lippmann. I'm Scott Kahn. And Rabbi Lippmann, the big news this week is that Netanyahu is going to the United States tonight for his first meeting with members of the Trump administration, including the president himself. What are you hearing from behind the curtain? The first thing I'll say is uh, this is a very, very important meeting. This is not two buddies sitting down together and enjoying themselves the way Sometimes it's portrayed. This is a critical, critical meeting because there's been so much put into the issue of, wow, a whole new president, whole new policies, Israel is free to do what it wants to do. And first of all, we're already learning that that's not the case. Uh, You see that in terms of the embassy, and you see that in terms of other issues also, where there have been some pretty strong statements uh, from the administration. And I think that uh, the assumption that Israel can now do anything at once is going to be clarified uh, during these meetings. And I, I know the prime minister is a, is a diplomatic person and he has experience and there's not going to be a, a, a negative that will come out of the meeting. But in terms of where does Israel go from here? What are the next steps? What are the settlement policies going to be? How do things work out with the Palestinians? Uh, that's going to all be discussed in these meetings and will have a major impact on Israel's future. It seems to me just from hearing, reading in the papers, whatever's out there, that he's actually being a moderating influence right now, that the prime minister is telling the more rightward flank not to get their expectations up, and in fact, keep them down, tone it down. Things are not going to change as much as you think. Yeah, we have to remember that uh, President Trump and people around him can be pro-Israel in terms of their overall perspective, but there's a whole Arab world out there. Let's remember, President Trump's, one of his number one agenda items is defeating ISIS. Defeating ISIS means doing so with a coalition of the Arab countries in the region that are interested in the same goal. He's not going to give up those relationships and hurt that agenda in order to help Israel. He'll find some kind of a compromise and there'll be some kind of a middle road. But the ministers who are speaking out right now and saying all kinds of outlandish things and and demanding this and we're changing this policy and that policy, they also know that that's not going to happen. And I really believe that... Are they playing so, to their base? I believe that they're doing so for politics. And I think that's a shame. I think it's a shame that people might... There's a smell of possible elections around the corner. And when it comes to an issue of Israel's relationship with the United States and a new president, they're playing politics in Israel. Let's remember, what somebody says on Israel radio here can be heard uh, over over the oceans. It's not something which somehow in a and bubble... It and, and it is. And that's very, very, uh, very destructive to Israel. If the prime minister has to come out and say, please, ministers, don't do anything. Don't say anything that can hurt this relationship. We understand that it's all about politics here and, and, and the ministers have to be careful. They have to be cautious. It is a very important week in terms of uh, what will happen with this relationship. And everything has to be always done with caution. And no one should ever jump to conclusions and assumptions that because a president has a pro-Israel inclination, therefore that gives Israel carte blanche to do whatever Israel wants to do. That's not the case at all. How do you think Jared Kushner fits into all of this? I don't know Jared on a personal level. I am sure he's a wonderful young person who, who loves Israel deeply and those roots are deep. But again, he's not in the White House representing Israel. He's in the White House to, to help his father-in-law, the president, uh, be the best president that he can be for America. And if the number one agenda item is defeating ISIS and Arab leaders went right away to the president, whether it's Egypt, whether it's Jordan, uh, of these of these stability-seeking uh, Arab states, and they spoke with the president right away, they're going to take the America's interests 
uh, as a first. They're not going to hurt Israel. And I think that certainly someone like Jared and other people that are there, I don't think Israel is going to be hurt in this process. But we can't assume that because they're in that place, therefore everything will go uh, the way uh, all of Israel or the right in Israel wants it to go. It's just not the case. And therefore there has to be caution and and we, we do know one thing, that you know, all it takes is one statement from a minister here or there. It can really have tremendous, tremendous damage for Israel. So we have to be very careful about that, and hopefully the ministers won't continue to play politics and will just think about Israel's uh, well-being. What would you like to come out of this meeting? My, my personal feeling, and now, now I'm putting my political hat on, is that uh, we want to create a scenario where Israel is not building outside of the major blocks, uh, again, we can continue securing Jews that are living outside the major blocks, certainly providing for their needs, but not building more, but that Israel should be able to build as much as it wants within the blocks, which everyone knows uh, in the future is going to be part of Israel, no matter what happens with the Palestinian issue. I think that's the ultimate goal that Israel should be striving for, because we do have to build, we should strengthen Gush Etzion, Adumim, Ariel, Jerusalem. Uh, that should be the ultimate goal. But getting to that goal requires diplomacy. It requires not Palestinian legislation in Israel, which says we'll do whatever we want, wherever we want, however we want. And that's where I think we have to be careful and where uh, this government could, I'm not saying did, but could have overreached a little bit in terms of some of the things that have been done over the last few weeks. And uh, hopefully we can dial that back a little bit and, and make the statement that we're not taking unilateral action uh, over isolated areas for sure. And, and let's just be smart, cautious, and, and think about what's best for Israel overall. Do you think that there should be a change in the United States Iran policy and that Bibi should try to push that in some way? Well, I think that Iran has already done the damage by itself by uh, doing taking the actions that it's taken with its ballistic missiles. And uh, I, I do hope that there'd be some change there. This is one issue where there was, it's unanimous, and certainly within the Jewish parties in the Knesset, uh, we were against the deal. And we don't think it's a fair deal uh, for the world, but for Israel, certainly. And I would like to see changes specifically when it comes to the, the freedom of the money that flows to terrorist organizations. Uh, Hezbollah is is arming itself as we speak using Iranian money. So if there could be some kind of a change in the Iranian deal which addresses those issues, which punishes Iran for violating the deal in the areas where it protects people from terrorists, I think that would be a good thing. Let's move on to a different item in the news this week. Massive Haredi protests against conscription into the army. Why now? What's happening? What changed that this week all of a sudden things seem to be blowing up in that sector? You know, people who are listening might not believe this, but um, so much of this is internal Haredi politics. It's an issue of this one sect within the Haredi parties uh, led by Rabbi Shmuel uh, Arabach, uh, which is an extreme sect. They call themselves the Pelaga Yerushalmi. They have been losing power in various cities and various municipalities. They have no power on a national level. Well, do they have any and parties themselves or not? They do have somebody who's a deputy mayor. And not part of the Gimel Shas group together. Correct. They're not part of the regular mainstream Haredi parties. Uh, it's important to point out that sometimes things are happening and people assume right away, oh, it's because Yeshatid passed legislation and now people are being arrested. The young men who have been arrested in any last few months are arrested because this group doesn't believe in even showing up for what's called the Tzav Rishon. Uh, every other Haredi shows up, they call to the army, they show up, they say they're learning Torah, they get exempt from serving the army. They're against even showing up for the Tzav Rishon, which is a criminal act from way before Yeshatid ever came into existence, and that's why these young men are being arrested, for defying to even show up to the army to get their exemption uh, from serving in the military. And that's what they're demonstrating about. I've said for a long time that the police 
have to be strong when it comes to groups like this. Uh, if you let them uh, block intersections and they feel like they're making their statement and they're getting a lot of media coverage and they're, and they're having their say, uh, then they'll continue doing so. So the police gave them a day or two to allow them to sort of demonstrate it. Now they've come in very hard. I think that's the right approach. Uh, not to just arrest them for a, uh, an hour or two and then send them home, but to actually decide we're going to prosecute them. Let's remember, policemen have been attacked. Uh, policemen have been hurt uh, in these demonstrations as well. Uh, I, I want to say very clearly, this does not represent any Torah. This does not represent any opinion of we're standing up for the honor of Torah. I was in an interview last week uh, with a, a, a representative of this group when I questioned him and I said, these guys aren't learning Torah day and night. Why should they be getting the exemption? He basically said, you're right. Even if they don't learn Torah day and night, they should get the exemption. The army is not a place for a religious boy. This is not about the honor of Torah. This is not about the dignity of Torah. Uh, this is about some kind of internal power struggle and the police have to be strong with them. Uh, I would hope to hear more of an outcry from the mainstream Haredi leadership. I think that that needs to be in place. Well, I wanted to ask um, you about that. What does the mainstream Haredi leadership think about all of this? They're against it. They're, they are against, against what? It. They are against the demonstrations that are going on. They are against not showing up for the Tzav Rishon. Uh, they, they, they also do say that a person who's not learning Torah day and night should not be in yeshiva. I had conversations in committees with members of Knesset. They said it outright. They said the leading Torah sages say, if you're not learning Torah day and night, you should leave yeshiva. And go to the army. And go to the army. Let's, let's take a moment and which is the terminology they use, that means all you want to do day and night is learn Torah. There are opinions uh, in the, in the, in the post-gim, in the halachic authorities. They're exempt from mitzvot. They're exempt from commandments, certainly rabbinic uh, uh, enactments if they're in that category. That all they want to do day and night is learn Torah. Let's be honest. There definitely are yeshiva boys who are in that category. And if Yair Lapid was sitting at this microphone, he would say they should study Torah day and night. That's a service to the Jewish people. We need people who are doing that. But the the numbers, uh, 55,000, are not uh, studying Torah day and night, and they're getting these exemptions. So I think we have to start uh, owning up and having some honesty about that. And if we're really interested in the dignity of Torah, let's create that group. Let's create that group that only wants to Torah, Torah day and night and support them and elevate them and say that we need people like that. But everyone else should find a way to combine together, studying Torah with serving in the army or national service. And that's a goal we have to strive for. I will tell you that with all the noise that are happening with these protests, there are more Haredim serving in the army than ever before. There are new units that are being developed to combine together Torah study and serving in the army. And this trend is going to continue over time. And within the next generation or two, we're going to see a massive shift in terms of the numbers that are actually exempt and the numbers that are actually served. Do the Haredi parties realize this as well? Uh, yes, they do. Uh, and, and a lot of the announcements that you hear, pronouncements that you hear, and declarations that you hear against the army are a reaction to the reality on the ground and the, and the ground shifting uh, in terms of more and more serving. Um, but again, I, whatever pronouncements you hear, whatever declarations you hear, it's a reality. Uh, they're realizing you can serve in the army, stay religious. So many Haredim are finding themselves in the army and finding themselves contributing. Uh, and that's why they're very good soldiers uh, in the army. And therefore... Yes, the protests are annoying. Uh, they do get in the way, but no one should in any way think we're going in the wrong direction on this issue. We are absolutely moving in the direction of more and more Haredim serving and that becoming more and more mainstream in the Haredi community. Well, I have a question. I don't understand something you said, Rabbi Lippmann, because you told me that this is a small group under the leadership of Rabbi Orbach, and they're the people who are protesting and so on and so forth, whereas the mainstream Haredi world accepts that only someone willing to learn day and night should be exempt from the army. And yet... 
we all know that there are plenty of people in the mainstream Haredi world who are not learning day and night and who also are not in the army and they're not pushing them to go to the army. So what exactly is that middle area? What are they doing about that? If they really believe they should and they are open about that. That's the middle area where they will not come out and say these boys should go serve in the army and they're, and they're not going to ever declare oh there's a boy who's not really learning Torah day and night and they should go to the army. You but, said they did the in the Knesset. But, no, they, they said in the Knesset that someone who isn't but now who's going to point to a boy and uh-huh. say you're not learning Torah day and night. They're not going to do that. They're not willing to say okay these boys have now uh, proven to be in that category. But the boys themselves, this is what happens. You're studying in yeshiva. If you're not really studying day and night, at a certain point you say to yourself, what am I doing with my life? I I don't feel comfortable doing this, especially when there's wartime and and you don't feel good about yourself. And little by little, guys are starting to realize that and they're making the, the shift. And that's why it's not happening from a rabbinic level or from a Knesset level, but just on a ground level, on a street level, more and more are realizing that the right thing to do is is to serve in the army. And um, that's why no matter what noise you hear, the the shift is happening, the change is happening. More are in uh, higher education than ever before. Over 10,000 Haredim are in higher education in Israel. More are working. Uh, So all these changes are happening because they're realizing to sit in yeshiva when you're not really studying Torah, and it's not really the thing you want to do day and night, it's not something which anybody is comfortable with. So the change is happening regardless of all the noise that we're hearing outside. I'm Scott Kahn with Rabbi Dov Lippman. This has been Knesset Corner.